We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nick Costos, you better you bet, joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Good morning, Nick. How are you? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Uh, good. I was very good, very good on Friday night, and I was very good on Monday night after my beloved Warriors have seemingly taken control of the series. But, you know, just when you want to write off teams in the NBA, there's still a little life in them. Celtics do kind of look tired. I would say they're still going to start like 22-5 to five like they always do. So my only thing that I've been saying bet-wise is take the home team first to 10. That seems to be hitting a lot. I got to think, though, that – I mean, obviously it's do or die for Boston, but am I a little overconfident that I think the Warriors can wrap it up tomorrow? Um, I, I listen. I, I think anything certainly can happen. Like I, I never say anything's a lock. Um, I really like Boston tomorrow night. Um, and I would have liked Golden State if the Celtics had won Game Five. And we said this on the show. Um, on when was the game played? What was it? Monday, a couple yeah, days ago. Monday. Um, on Monday that. You know, whoever wins tonight, we're going to zigzag in game number six, and we're going to bet the opposite here. So if Boston had won, it's basically like I I still think the Celtics are going to win the series because I think I do think Boston's better. We had Brian Scalabrini on the show yesterday, um, Odyssey Sports NBA Insider, former NBA champion with the Celtics, and and he watches games differently than like I do, and and I'm and I'm just going to say like probably a lot of people do, where like I'm watching them being well, the Celtics suck, they're playing terribly, and he's watching it going well, they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. Um, he thought they played way too much iso ball and it played into the hands of the Golden State Warriors. And I asked Gal, like, what's the adjustment that needs to be made in this game? Like, what's the, like, the key to the game? And he said, honestly, just the Celtics doing what they do. And he even said, it sounds like a stupid answer, but, like, it's really the truth. Like, they need to stop complicating things because they're better. Like, they're more physical. They're more athletic. Um, they're, they're, I, I don't know if they're deeper, but, like, I, I think the Celtics are better than the Warriors. Just a, And Golden State's been able to get this done on the strength of some unbelievable Steph Curry games. And Guile really, like, how the hell did the Celtics lose on Monday night when Steph Curry goes over nine from downtown and scores 16 points? It's a terrible, terrible loss by the Celtics that has the Warriors on the precipice of a title. Um, and Boston generally, like, and we've seen this in the postseason, you know, series against the Nets notwithstanding, where, like, they, they swept Brooklyn. It's a terrible performance by Brooklyn, where Boston has kind of shot itself in the foot over and over and over again over the course of this postseason. And Boston really plays its best when it's backs against the wall, whether it's Game 7 against Miami blowing the 3-2 lead. Then they've got to go on the road and they've got to win. You know, blowing the lead Game 5 against the Bucks, obviously, at home in the Eastern mm. Conference Final. Tatum drops 40 in Game 6, and then they win Game 7. So now we're in a spot where Boston's back is against the wall here. So I'm not shocked they lost Game 5, but I am expecting them to win, and i like them to cover for sure coming up tomorrow night in Game 5. Um, I bet 3.5 yesterday. I'm guessing this is going to – I can tell you what the line is right now. Uh, it's 4. 
I, I think that's fine. Maybe this gets bet out a little more. I think it's fine. I love Boston. And then, uh, and then I, I like Boston on Sunday in Game 7 if and when they get there. But it's not going to be like best bet status or anything. I do think that this is a really good bet, though, coming up tomorrow night, the Celtics in, uh, in Game 6. You know, it's been interesting about the series is with the Warriors. They have like a couple of guys that are playing well enough to get the win. They're, they have like if Clay can struggle or Steph can struggle, well, then Wiggins takes over and has this great night on the national stage. It seems like with the Celtics, if a couple of guys are struggling, they're all struggling. They got nothing out of their bench on Monday, the bench that destroyed Milwaukee for those games. So that's always comforting uh, to see, not. So that's where Boston needs to step up. I think this is huge for Jason Tatum. If Jason Tatum's going to try to channel Kobe and text a random number that's probably out of service by now and try to dress like him, he's got to step up. If he's got this Mamba mentality, he's got to step up and take these games over. I just think that Tatum in this – I thought if, if the Celtics win this playoffs, I said this at the beginning, where Tatum goes through the Nets and then presumably Giannis and then the Heat – and then let's say the Warriors or even the Suns, this is going to be the summer of Jason Tatum. This is going to be Jason Tatum's summer. He's a new face of the league. He and Deuce can go wherever they want. But I think in this series, while he's performed well, I think he's too passive for me, man. Like, he just waits too much for Mamba mentality. He waits too much for the ball to come to him. And I think Jalen Brown's been their better player. Well, I, I the last point, I agree with literally everything you said up until the last part. I don't think Brown's been the better player. Brown like can't Brown can't dribble. He, he's constantly losing the ball and turning it over. He was terrible in Game Five. I mean, Brown has been good at points in the series. So I thought he's been bad, but I I, I think Tatum has been the better player over the course of the series. But I mean, I I literally agree with everything else you said. There are rumblings that Tatum's hurt, and like we saw this in the Miami series, and we saw this um, at the beginning of Game Number Five, where he's got he's got a shoulder issue. Like, I, I really think, like, that's kind of the explanation for why he's not being more aggressive. Now, what Scal kind of said yesterday with us was, you know, if you're Tatum and your shoulder's messed up, stop settling for long jumpers. Like, get to the basket. You know, he's, he should be able to beat whoever's in front of him off the dribble and get to the basket. He's like a top-five player in the league, a two-way player when he's on. So I, I really think that we're going to see Boston get back to basics tomorrow night. And I think you're going to see Tatum driving to the basket more, stop settling for the three-pointer, stop, especially stop settling for the long two, which is such like a minus EV shot at this point, like um, where professional basketball is like in its, uh, in its evolution right now. So I think you'll see a more aggressive Tatum coming up tomorrow night, um, and I do think that he will lead the Celtics to a victory. Now, whether or not they can win in Game 7, again, I'm not as confident in that, although I would pick the Celtics to win the game, but I do think he plays well coming up tomorrow night. And I do agree with you that like if – He's going to ascend to like this rarefied air that we think he might be able to. Like, got to show up and show out in the next two games. Honestly, like, it's going to go the other way. Like, the narrative is going to be Tatum's not ready yet. Like, Tatum's never going to get there. Yeah. Like, it's going to be it's going to be Steph. Like, now we can have a conversation that Steph's like, which is like an insane conversation because Steph's already there. But you know what it's going to be that like, well, now Steph's there. Steph has ascended like to this even like a greater plane now with a Finals MVP. And, and Wiggins is not going to win finals MVP. You'd have to thread an unbelievable needle to get there. That Steph is going to win fourth ring, first finals MVP, and then Tatum didn't get one. That's going to be your storyline heading into And also the Suns. Who, by the way, had like COVID in game seven. And like no one talks about that, which is insane to me. But anyway, yeah, those will be your stories. Yeah, well, the Suns get bounced and it's like, oh, we had COVID. And now Tatum's I mean, struggling. Did, though, and now right? it's I mean, like, like, oh, he's hurt. What's that? I mean, they probably did have COVID. They lost by like 90 to the Mavericks in that game. They probably did. 
Yeah, how did we not at the time watch that game? We were just like, oh, well, the Suns are magically bad now. How did no one think, maybe they have COVID because they are not playing Chris Paul's a choke artist, man. That's probably like, oh, well, it's a Chris Paul team choking in game seven. What a shock. But, I mean, yeah, I I don't know. Like, yeah, my opinion, I think the Suns and the Bucks were the two best teams, and we lost. We lost that because the Suns allegedly had COVID, which I believe, based on how they played, and that Middleton got hurt. Otherwise, we'd have Suns Bucks again in the NBA Finals. Hey, the uh, Stanley Cup starts tonight. I don't know who to root for or take, but it should be maybe a good series. I don't know. Tampa Bay looking to win their third straight. Anything you like in this one? Well, yeah, I, I would just say this for people, and like I, again, like I'll just offer this disclaimer: like I am not hockey guy. I don't watch hockey in the regular season. I'm not the guy begging you to watch the sport. I don't care if people do or not. But I'll say this for sports fans: like this is as good a Stanley Cup matchup as we've had. I, I don't know. It feels almost like maybe since like that Penguins Red Wing series when they played twice at, in, uh, in 2008 and 2009. Like this is a it's a spectacular Stanley Cup final. You've got Colorado, one of the best offensive teams we've seen in a really long time. Um, like it finally got over the hump and got to the Stanley Cup final with like some generational offensive players, including one on defense in Kale McCarr, who might be like one of the great players we've ever seen. Nathan McKinnon's great too, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that's won back to back Stanley Cups, a team with a goaltender and Andre Vasilevsky, who's ascended to that rarefied air. Like he's there basically now with like Hashik and Martin Brodeur and Patrick Waugh, except he never has playoff stinkers like those guys did. It's pretty unbelievable here. So you've got. The, upstart, the young upstart offensive juggernaut in Colorado against the two-time like grizzled defending champions with one of the best goaltenders of all time. So this is like a really great like styles make fights. This is going to be an awesome, awesome series to watch as a neutral as a viewer. So I encourage everybody to check it out. As far as betting goes, um, I think Tampa's like the only bet to make both in game one and for the series. I'll talk about the series in a second, but as far as game one tonight goes, you know, we saw this with the Rangers and the Lightning when they played game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Tampa had swept Florida in the second round. The Rangers went seven with Carolina. And this is not a situation in hockey where you can say, well, this team's coming off a long layoff. The rest is good for them. We favor them. Kind of like history kind of shows that long layoffs in the NHL playoffs are not great. We are also awaiting news on Braden Point, who's one of Tampa's best players. He hasn't played since uh, since the Toronto series in the first round. He's been skating with the power play. I think he's probably going to play tonight. That is a major, major, major boost for Tampa. And also, like, Colorado's goaltending isn't great. So Colorado right now is about minus 150. And I think that's an okay price if this weren't game one and you wouldn't give Tampa that advantage with Colorado coming off the layoff here. I think this should honestly be closer to a coin flip. So I like Tampa a lot coming up in game number one. And as far as the series goes, like, I'll keep this as simplistic as possible. And I actually think this is the best way to break it down. Tampa's got the best goaltender by far, right? Tampa's goalie is significantly better than Colorado's goalie. Tampa's battle-tested. Colorado hasn't done it. Like, Tampa plus money, like, I understand it's simple, but, like, it's, it's really as easy as that. Like, I'd rather have my money on one of, like, the best 10 goalies we've ever seen against this slap, you know, curtain-jerking jabroni goalie that Colorado's throwing out there right now. <laughs> so give me Tampa to win the Stanley Cup. I haven't watched much hockey, but just that goalie assessment alone, I'm – I'm going to be plugged into the Stanley Cup. I, uh, I'm i interested. Yeah, like, seriously, it's like Colorado, like 10 out of 10 offense versus 10 out of 10 goalie. Like, it's really going to be fun. Nice. Uh, the thing I'm really looking forward to is this U.S. Open. And I want to ask you from the perspective of, like, you know, betting, because that's what you do. But the big storyline is obviously you've got all these live golf guys, and then you've got the PGA guys. Is there any part of you – that is swayed in any way based on you think they'll do better or you think they'll do worse 
but the fact that there's all this drama and you know golf is like juicy right now, does that factor in at all when you're looking at this individual tournament, or can you look at it more in a bubble? Oh, well, it, it does a little bit, and it's it's less in the direction that I think you were like that you were asking the question um, with, which is like towards the live guys. And I would actually take it more towards the PGA guys. And I'll I'll start with the guy at the top of the odds board. And I generally like, and this is kind of like how golf betters bet for the most part. We talked about this yesterday on you better you bet. You'll never really see like like, and I and I do not claim to be one of these guys. Like professional, the best golf betters out there, like generally never hammer like the guys at the top of the odds boards, like 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 the big favorites in tournaments here. I generally don't either. Like you're looking for value, you're looking for like someone in like the middle tier that you think could potentially win, like the Will Zalatoris All Stars, like that group. Generally, that just mm-hmm. everyone bets Will Zalatoris in every tournament, basically. Um, Rory McIlroy is your favorite in this tournament here. Rory coming off the win at the RBC Canadian, and Rory basically going like full WWE and taking shots at Greg Norman, right? Greg Norman, who's like heading up live golf, like PGA tour legend who had 20 PGA tour wins in his storied career with his win at the RBC Canadian Rory now has 21 and Rory's taking shots at Greg Norman going, I now I have one more than Norman. So it's almost like he has like taken up this position, whether like genuine or not. And I don't think like he's doing it like disingenuously, like he's trying to like, fake people out i think like he's trying to pump himself up he's like mr pga tour right now this reminds me of like when hacksaw jim duggan would face nikolai volkov in the 80s and like wwf and everyone would be chanting usa it's like rory wants people to chant pga when he's out there so he's like <laughs> captain pga right now and like i actually think that this could carry him to a championship here so i never bet guys that are favorites usually in golf I'll have a ticket on Rory McIlroy coming up this week. As far as the live guys, which is like Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, and others, they are playing in this because it's a major, so it's not like the PGA Tour can be like, you can't play. So they're going to play in this event here. Like, Dustin's 28-1, to Bryson's 100-1. to I'd consider a bet on Bryson, never Dustin Johnson. Bryson won the U.S. Open at Wingfoot a couple years ago. The U.S. Open plays differently than any of these other major tournaments. Like, it's a lot harder. The courses are a lot more difficult, where you'll see guys finish around par as opposed to, like, 19 under, right? And Bryson was able to devise a game plan at Wingfoot a couple years ago. And I think uh, some uh, mental, mental calisthenics or arithmetic will be required here. And I think Bryson could be up to the task. I'm not going to put a ton of money on it, but I'll have a ticket on Bryson at 100 to 1. Otherwise, guys that I'm looking at, Jordan Spieth, who's been on a great run of form, Spieth is about 25 to 28 to 1. If you're going to give me Colin Morikawa at like 28 to 1, I'm going to take that. And, uh, and I love Japan, and I always bet on Hideki Matsuyama. So give me Hideki Matsuyama also at 40 to 1. But uh, that, that's more just me liking Hideki. So I'm not necessarily advocating for people to make that bet. Do you think if it comes down to like Rory and DJ or Rory and Bryson or Rory and Reed, whoever, any PGA guy versus a live guy, do you think the fans care enough to go with Rory and champ PGA and boo the other guy? Well, let me ask you that. What do you think? I think they're getting booed. I guess, I'm, I'm, it's going to be amazing. Like, I hope golf has more juice right now than it has probably since, like, when we were coming out of the pandemic and yeah. it was, like, just golf. Yeah. Like, and, and everyone was watching golf every week. This is the most juice golf has had. If we get, like, a final showdown <laughs> of, like, Rory and Dustin Johnson, oh or, like, that, that is going to be unbelievable theater on Sunday. That would be so sick if that happened. And of course Dustin Johnson's gonna get booed if that happens. And it would be it would be like be like WWE. It'd be unbelievable. I hope that happens. It would be great. Oh man, it'd be like it's like cause it's not on their the, Dustin Johnson's is essentially on the road. It's like a it's like a home road it's, it's team. A road game, correct. Oh God. And you're exactly I hope right it, about that. I hope it comes down to that. All right, Nick, always good to talk to you. We'll talk some NBA draft next week. 
Oh, looking, looking forward, forward to that. By the way, NBA draft is uh is what one week from tomorrow. Yeah. How exciting is that? Yeah, it'll be a great betting event. Uh, until then, wishing you and your listeners minimal sweats. When minimal, can I get this right? Minimal sweats, winning bets, and the absolute very best of luck. Got it that time. Hey, you wouldn't be on the radio if you couldn't talk. I got whatever. <laughs> All right, see you, buddy. All right, bye. Nick Costos, you better you bet. Joining us, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Now I have to nail my portion of this. If you're applying for a home renovation loan and you're a bit anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. I did it. Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.